Brendan to get carried away, is it? No. What a time to be alive. Stevens to go. Disposal efficiency. Pressure point. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 58 of the Pressure Point podcast. Back for another week, another interesting round of footy, to say the least. Um, only a handful of games, and um, yeah, back. Uh, the emotions are, are back, and um, in more ways than one, that's for sure. But geez, I'm a bit bit flat, as uh, as I have been a lot of episodes this year. I feel like this week more so than, than any other. Um, it's been a common thing with Carlton supporters in recent times, but um, this week, especially from an outsider's point of view, I've noticed it's hit home a lot harder than usual. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, I mean, with the external review and everything that's going on and then to put in a performance like they did on the weekend was um, was deplorable, pathetic. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not enough words to describe what Carlton is at the moment what they stand for. It's, um, it's embarrassing, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, we may as well start there. We may as well start there. Just uh, get it, let's get it out of the way. I feel, I feel awkward listening to it. It feels like you're giving a eulogy and I'm just <laughs> sitting here trying not to smirk. I'm not sure why I'd be smirking during a eulogy anyway, but... You're sick, sick, <laughs> sick fella. It's a twisted mind, twisted mind. But yeah, so go, give us your... I know you've had a lot, so give us some of your thoughts about... What the go is, I know recent times anyway, you've, you've sort of been disinterested. Um, last week's buy was probably, probably came at a good time for you personally. But um, yeah, what's the overall feeling coming from Carlton at the moment? Um, yeah, man, look, the supporters, we're just completely fed up with what's going on. Um, like you just know what's going to happen. It's the same, the same. I feel like a broken record because I'm saying the same thing every week. It's like the same thing keeps happening. Their defensive structures are, are terrible. They get scored against way too easily. The effort, like the tackling, it's just like, what is going on? Like, there's there's a lot of talent in that team, and something's not right. Whether it's communication coming down from the coaches, I think David Teague's in big trouble now. And if you can't even motivate your team after a buy and the couple of weeks that we had with the review going on and being in the news, and got some serious issues. And I think that all filters down. I think there's a miscommunication from between the coaches and the players. A, um. So there's no trust, um, I think, within the playing group as well. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. But then you look at the main issue that's going on. It's, it's very obvious to all us fans and and everyone out in public. But why aren't they doing anything about it? They just, it's just the same stuff every week. Um, yeah, it's becoming embarrassing and spineless, to say the least. Um, and. Yeah, all Carlton supporters. We're not we're not angry anymore. We're just hurt and fed up, and we yeah we just don't have the energy to care anymore because I certainly don't. I didn't watch a second of that game on the weekend because I just knew what was going to happen. Um, and yeah, been like this for too long, and I just I know, I know no different in my life. Um, yeah, it might have been a couple of years there where we might played finals, but apart from that, I don't know any different to what's what's going on now. And um, yeah, and I think. Sacking David Teague, I don't know if that's going to solve everything, but something needs to happen. There needs to be a circuit breaker because um, you can't go through an external review and have nothing change. So tough times, tough times, but all you can do is hope. If you've got hope, you've got nothing. So Yeah, well, incredibly tough times. And we've already seen one change with the external review with an assistant coach 
dropping off already. That was last week. So yep. interesting to see who goes next or what changes are made next. But it, from what I'm seeing, it's, it's almost as if Carlton are so certain that their structure and their plan will click into motion and it will work that they're not willing to change while it's not working. It's like they're like, no, nah, it's only a matter of time before it clicks. But how, how long can you keep waiting on that to click? You know what I mean? If you're not winning games, if you're putting on performances like we've seen... How long can you keep waiting for that structure to click? If if that's what it is, but that's what it looks like from my because, like you said, it's pretty obvious what it is from an outsider's point of view. You look at the club and you're like, well, you fix it one, two, three, these three things, bang, the whole game is completely different. But they don't change it every week. It's the same thing, like you said. So for me, it feels like they're just really determined to stick to the structure that they've got, and they're just waiting for it to click. But there's only so long you can wait before. Everyone gives up. Yeah, but what is the structure? Well, I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't have the answer for that. Yeah, like they just don't look. They just look like they don't know what they're doing out there. Um, it's the intent. Like on the weekend, JW, JWS had a lot more disposals than we did, and we still lost the tackle count and got smashed. Um, apparently, the pressure differential between the two teams was the biggest gap um, by any team since 2015. So it, it just seems damning. like a lack of effort. Yeah, lack of effort. Players just don't want to defend. Um, they don't want to play for each other or the coaches. I don't know. There's something go- there's something deeper going on in there, culturally, and yeah, it's clearly affected because because we know everyone. Uh, we all know there's there's no sugarcoating it. There's there's a lot of great talent on that on that team. I mean, you got arguably the best defender in the comp. You have got the best forward in the comp. You've got Paddy Cripps, who's been the best player in the competition for a while and um, hasn't been at his best the last year or so. But everyone knows how good he is. Sam Walsh is probably the best up and coming midfielder in the comp. Everything's there. Sard Williams. Sard Williams. I mean, they haven't been great, but like we all know what they're capable of. You've got Jack Martin as well, who's a, a pretty good player. He's been injured a lot this year. And then you've got young players like Zach Fisher coming through as well. Like, like They're all there. Like The talent's there. It's just it's just not happening. Um, and, yeah, it just it comes down to that. This, yeah, everyone's like, yeah, the coach always cops it, but I think the coach has to cop it in this because you're not getting a bit... You're, You've got a Ferrari and you're not driving it, pretty much. Essentially, yeah. yeah. So Essentially, I was big. He doesn't know how to drive it. I mean, I've yeah. said it numerous times that I don't think sacking the coach is the answer because I've seen Richmond go through and it didn't work. And you know, Carlton have done it recently too. You know, from when it was, um, was it Rats? And then you got Malthouse and you Bolton. sacked him. You got Bolton, sacked him, and you got Teague. Is, is sacking the coach really the answer? But if it's not the game plan that's the problem, it's the players aren't listening to the game plan Teg's putting in motion. If they're not listening to him, then unfortunately it means they don't respect him. And yeah, at the end of the day, he might have the right game plan in mind, but if the players aren't putting it in motion, then it does come back to him, I think. So something's going to have to happen there, whether it's he moves on or he gets better support around him. I'm not sure what the answer is, but something needs to happen. Yeah, something, yeah. Because, I don't know, it's it's so obvious for all of us to see what is actually the main issue there. And um, yeah, if... I think the club. I think the club will will do something. They have to, um, especially yeah, announcing the review and everything. And with an, an, a new president coming in, he's going to want to do something to make a statement. So, I mean, I'm I'm all for what they do. I mean, if, if T got the ass, I wouldn't be upset. If he stayed on, I wouldn't be upset. But there needs to be something that changes um, in one way or another. So, tough times, tough times. Did definitely didn't expect this year to turn out the way it has, um, but. I mean, pretty used to it anyway. Wow, that's it. That's it. I guess, uh, on the other hand, one team we probably did expect to be as good as they have been recently is Geelong, and Gary Rowan has done it, not for the first time in his career, come up clutch after the siren. 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Were you watching it live? I was watching yeah. it live. Did you, as soon as it came off the boot, it looked like it was missing. It looked like it missed, then, yeah. And yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty happy. I'm, I, I wanted the doggies to win that one. I'm going to yeah. be over Geelong now. And um, I thought, oh, you beauties, shanked it. This is beautiful. And then it just curved back mm. so nicely. Like it went straight to the middle, beautiful kick. And I can't fault him. It was unbelievable. Um, yeah. And Cats fans would be up and about right now getting a big win over the Bulldogs like that. Yeah, that was huge. And Gary, Gary Rowan's had an unbelievable season as well. I think he's going under the radar with... You know, Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins there, but he's having a great season and they've got the best forward line in the competition by a country mile. Oh, I think so dangerous. Um, so dangerous. And Gary Rowan's probably the best set shot in the team too. So they probably would have preferred the ball in his hands anyway at that moment. So. I think so. And especially on the side of the ground it was because Jeremy Cameron's a left footer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it would have been the wrong side of the ground for him. Um, Tom Hawkins, you, you trust almost from everywhere. But yeah. Gary Rowan's such a reliable set shot that, yeah, he would have been my prop- go-to man, I reckon. Yeah, that was... um. It was unbelievable. Um, and then has Chris Scott <laughs> in the coach's box yeah, after no, he's going I, absolutely I, nuts. Can you remember people were in the media were faulting him and saying that that's too much, you've got to tone it down a bit? Why? Why? Who's saying that? I can't remember who Come it was. I don't, I don't want to say a name because I can't remember exactly who it was, but why is that an issue? Why is a coach showing passion an issue? I know, well, I mean, I don't want to bring it back up again, but I know you weren't happy with the fact that Teague shows no mm. emotion. I mean... Isn't that a good thing? As a supporter, don't you want to see your coach up and about like that? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it When you see a coach up and about like that, usually correlates to a team being good. You know, like you look at all the passionate coaches there are and usually the team that they're coaching is a good team. Yeah. Because you know, the coach cares so much about that team and the players feed off it. Um, so, mate, I reckon, if, I reckon if Teague won the flag, he'd probably still just sit there like a stunned mullet. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I love it. I love that Chris Scott does that. It was it was good. I reckon it's good for the should game. Should be more like, of it. Yeah, I'd like to see more coaches do it. Mm. Mine, um, just not against Richmond. That'd be nice. <laughs> no, I'd love that. Um, <laughs> what about uh, another team that's in a well? They're and rightly so starting to cop a bit of flack now. Gold Coast. It's about time they've yeah. flown under the radar um, in terms of being pretty awful this year and uh, not meeting expectations. Is what I'm trying to spit out. Um, <laughs> They've been shocking, and I don't know. Once again, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know why they're not they're not performing as well as they should be. But something's not being done right up at the Gold Coast. And now there's big questions. And right after their the big boss man Tony Cochran said that what, he he laughed at the fact that they were talking about a 19th team in Tasmania or something, saying you know to be no good down there. Well, you opened your mouth a bit too soon because mm. then you come out and get pumped on the weekend by 50 points to Port, and. What have you shown in the last... How about, they've been like 12 years in the comp nearly now? Yeah. Yeah, well... Haven't won a final. Nine or, nine or ten. Yeah, and they haven't won a final yet. So, wh- yeah. what's the... Do you give them... Do you, I know they'll talk about it in the media. Do you give them another five years and say, if nothing happens, see you later? Like they had 7,000 people at the game on the weekend. That's yeah. nothing. It's not good. It's not good at all. Um, when you look at what, yeah, the Giants have done, you know, after coming in a year after them, it's not great. Um, and I think... Like I think I feel like if the the young players that they've got now, you know that core of like Ben King and Rankin and Lacocious, if they all want to leave, what do you do then? I think they just need to pack them up because then not they're just going to keep getting these their young guns just leaving and no one wants to be there. So what's the point in having a team up there if no one wants to play there? What's well, on? It's on, it's on, it's on I can't even speak. It's honestly become a development squad. The Gold Coast, yeah. Players go there, develop well, for a couple of years, and then you pick them well, up. Just, it's like an academy team. Well, they just go there for the lifestyle. 
yeah. as well. Like, in like later the in the or no, the ones that go later in the career yeah. sometimes will go there for the lifestyle, and the young guys might go there, yeah, just because they get drafted there, they'll hang around the yeah. lifestyle's good for a couple of years, and I think, no, I'm better than this club, I'm going to go move somewhere else. Mm. And we've seen a lot of other codes as well, whether it's soccer and, um, you know, basketball, I think it was as well, the both goal, teams on the Gold Coast don't last for no. whatever reason, and... I don't know if the AFL is just trying to push through it. I've been a big advocate for keeping the Gold Coast. I wanted to see them thrive. But after this year as well, like it's tough to sort of mount a case for them anymore because you forget how long they've been in the in the in the um the league sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And they haven't played any finals yet. And every time they've gotten close, they've come out the next year and just sort of dwindled back down the ladder Mm. again. And they've got all the talent, but like you said, every year these talented players end up leaving. Like yeah. when Richmond took three of them at, at mm. the moment, we've got Lynch, Prestier and Caddy who were all pretty good when they were at the Suns and they all left and Ablett left. And I mean, Ablett, you know, Ablett did as much as he could do there to be fair, yeah. but pl- good players leave the Gold Coast. I don't want to stay. Yeah, exactly. And then you look at, well, you look at um, Tasmania the other day, the Hawthorne Essendon game and the crowd that they got there and the passion um, that the Tasmanians have for the game is is huge, like compared to Queenslanders. Um, so, I wonder, do you just replace Gold Coast with Tasmania, or do you keep Gold Coast and then add Tasmania? Like, geez, it's it's a real tough one. But personally, I think Tasmania should have a team before the Gold Coast, anyway, because it's a footy um, state. Well, that was that was my thinking. I've always been an advocate for Tassie having a team. Mm. They've been the most deserving state that doesn't already have one. Um, by a country mile because, they, like you said, they're so passionate. So many AFL players come from Tassie as well, yep. like some of the greats, like the Rewalts, Richo came from Tassie. No, there's plenty more, but they're the key ones. <laughs> Just the Richmond ones. Just the Richmond ones. <laughs> um, but, you know, lots of key players have come from Tassie. It's so much support for it down there. And I get the point behind putting it on the Gold Coast. They figured, we've already got a market in Tasmania. Let's build somewhere we don't have a market and try and get one. But it was always going to be a long shot, especially with the amount, the, the amount of passion for the NRL up in um, Queensland. Yeah. So it was always going to be a struggle. Th- it's much safer bet putting it in Tassie. You're going to get the support around it. People are going to jump ship and go straight under the Tasmanian team because they've finally got someone yeah. local to support. Yeah, exactly. I think it was the first time Essendon had played in Tassie for 20 years. So it was the first time like Essendon fans that live in Tassie got to see him in like 20 years. Like It's ridiculous. So Tasmanians shouldn't be starved of footy like they have been. So no. I'd be awful. But like at the same time, I love the Gold Coast. Like I love... You know, I, I love what they're trying to do and like the team that they're creating and um a and beautiful also, stadium and the, too. Yeah, and just the Gold Coast lifestyle. Like, who doesn't love the Gold Coast lifestyle? Like, it's it's all set up for them. Um, but geez, it's been so long now. Their highest finish on the ladder is twelfth ever. Yeah, that's terrible. No, um, even like with Gary Ablett in the team, so they still couldn't make finals or get it higher than twelfth. So, geez, yeah, it's almost like this is their last. Yeah, they need to hold on to these batch of youngsters, and if they can't, then geez, where to from there? So, does Stewie Jr. to be looked at? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, oh, I mean, actually, e- yeah, I everyone really loves Stewie Jr. because mm. like, he's just not copying it because everyone loves Stewie, especially after the Doco. He was great. He was so fantastic. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, he got caught pissing on the side of a building yeah. last year, and that <laughs> got swept under the rug yeah. as well because everyone just loves Stewie Jr. Yeah, so, just a larrikin. Yeah, I think he do- it, he probably does need to be looked at, I guess, because like you said, there's been no results. Um, yeah. But I also don't like saying that because I love Stewie. Yeah. But no, nah, they, they need to... I'm glad they're copping a bit of flack now, which um, rightly so. And they play North Melbourne this week, so it's a huge game for them or for both teams as well. So Gold Coast can't get over North and... Oof. Yeah, something's, yeah, something's definitely wrong. Yeah. Um, another team. 
that's uh, we're doing a lot better than the Gold Coast and a lot better than what we thought the Essendon Footy Club. Yeah, I know. Give them some credit. Pains me to say this every week. Mm. They've been just smashing expectations week in, week out and playing some really, really good footy. Yeah, no, they are playing great. They are playing great. I mean, they, they beat a great Hawthorne team the other day and, um, yeah, got within 40 points of Richmond the other week. So they're doing great <laughs> things. <laughs> Uh, I was waiting for something like that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, I think the hype could probably be toned down a little bit. Yeah. Um, they haven't really... I mean, they've had some good... I mean, they beat West Coast and West Coast. That was huge. That's a great win. That's a fantastic sure. win. Yeah. You know, that's massive. Um, but yeah, so they haven't... I mean, they, everyone's gone on about the win on the weekend against Hawthorne. Hawthorne aren't flash hot themselves. No, so. Carlton beat Hawthorne, so they're not special. Yeah, it's not It's not the most impressive win beating Hawthorne. And North beat them. Well, there you go. Yeah, that, 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 that's when you know. And they're all getting up and about for it. They're calling Jake Stringer, the Essendon's Dustin Martin, yeah. which I reckon Jake Stringer's had about two of those games in his career and Dustin Martin's probably had about 55 of them. But, yeah. you know, that's another story. Oh, look, they're, they're still smashing expectations, Essendon, and they're a lot higher and lighter than we tipped them to be. You tipped them to be Wooden Spoon and I had them bottom three easy. Yep. Um, and at the moment, they're not far out of the eight, which is very surprising. Yeah. Oh, they're a big chance to make it. They're down there. They, they are playing good. Um, all jokes aside, they are... Um, doing a lot better than what we thought they are. Their youngsters are putting in some great performances and, you know, they've got a, a big lift in players like Darcy Parrish as well, who's taken his game to another level and obviously Stringer as well, who was awesome on the weekend. And um, then you've got, yeah, Harry Jones, who just got the rising star this round and um, Archie Perkins, Nick Cox. Like, they've got a good young young team and got some superstars in there. Zach Merritt re-signed six years. That was, that was big for him. Yeah. So... They are good, but yeah, the uh, the hype around them over these sorts of games is a bit ridiculous. I mean, they could lose to Melbourne by a hundred points this weekend, and it'd still be a great effort. They got so close. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what yeah. you mean. I guess for an Essendon supporter, I get they have been deprived of success lately as well, not winning a final. Yeah, and is it nearly seven thousand days? Surely it's. Oh, I can get the exact figure up. Give me a sec, but um, yeah, I'll give you some time to search for yeah. it. But yeah, so they've. They haven't had success in a little while now, so I can get. I understand the hype and these young talent, that, like the guys you just mentioned, they've, they've jumped up to not stardom. I don't want to say they're stars yet, but they're, they've you know developed so quickly for young talents, and um, yeah, I can understand why they're so excited. Yeah, uh, six thousand one hundred thirty-three. Okay, so we're still a yeah. while, seven thousand yeah. days. We've got a lot, bit yeah. while to go. So, um, yeah, but yeah, that's enough about the bombers. They um they have been great, all jokes aside. Um, Bit of confusion in the VFL over the weekend. There was in the Richmond Williamstown VFL game for those that were watching. It was on the Sunday afternoon, and um, it was a tied ball game when Williamstown had a shot for goal after the siren. And this was a rule that I wasn't aware of because I guess I've never seen it before. And I, I think you mentioned you didn't know about it either. So what's happened is the Williamstown players kick for goal. It's fo- dropping short, and one of his teammates has punched it across the line to get you know to get one point on the board, and Williamstown win by a point. Apparently, if you're the team that's going for goal, as soon as you touch the ball, it's the ball becomes a dead ball and it doesn't no score counts. But if you're the opposition team, you can spoil it away from goal. And it's, I mean, I guess once you spoil it away from goal, it's dead anyway. I guess, but mm. the fact, that, yeah. So Williamstown spoiled it over the line. Thought they got the winning point. Started to sort of celebrate, and they go, "Nope, dead ball doesn't count. Tied game." And that was. Big news to me. I yeah, did not. I can't believe in twenty. You know, however, twenty five years yeah. of football, I've never known that. Be, known that just, to be rule. You just never see it. Well, you, you that's what it is, and yeah, it is bizarre. Bizarre. You'd think that would count. Well, you'd think so. But you'd think if you can, yeah, I don't know. It's a, but, but it is that, a weird one. But though. then when you see players kicking the ball after a siren goes, 
and you see players in like the goal squared getting there to make sure like it doesn't cross or like doesn't bounce through or like it's touched over the line. Are they just doing that for nothing then? Well, I, ge- I guess the opposition's there just in case. Yeah, it, you know they can punch it. Yeah, back but then what, but, yeah, but it's been but like the key, the team that's kicking the ball in. Then well, what are they? Are they what? Do they, they I guess they're maybe to, to shepherd the opposition out so they can't spoil yeah, it. Maybe. I don't know. That, that would have been the know. best option for Williamstown. Then was yeah. to shepherd the Richmond players did, out of the contest. Did any Richmond players go up for it? Yeah, there was one. Okay. So the main contest it was two um, big tall blokes. I right. can't remember who they were to be honest, but it was a Williamstown and a Richmond player. Williamstown guy got the fist on it first, went over the goals, thought they won by a point. Yeah, yeah no, they didn't. Okay. So, yeah, and that had been a tight game, but it was a pretty good game in the end. It was, um, it was close all day. It was, uh, well, Williamstown actually had the jump most of the day. Richmond came back a little bit, ebbed and flowed, but um, it was a really good ga- day of VFL footy, especially out in Williamstown, which is really windy out there. Very windy, very windy and cold. Condi- conditions are terrible yeah. out there for football, I think. Anyway, I've played out there a couple of times in under nineteens, I think, so a while ago now. Yeah, but, uh, it's very windy and hard to play out there, but it was a good game regardless. Yeah. All right, let's move on to round 15. We're back to normal rounds of footy now. The bye rounds are done. Um, we've got Thank the God. F- full nine games now. Yeah, it, it was, um, I mean, it was only, how many games? Four or five games on the weekend? It was five yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It's, three, it's three weeks in a row now, isn't it? Bye weeks? Yeah. Three weeks? Yeah, it was, that was three weeks. So yeah, Too much. Too much. Too much. Um, but yeah, we're back to full rounds now and starts on Thursday night. Another ripper. We've got Brisbane and Geelong at the Gabba. This is going to be the best game of the week. Yeah. I'm putting it easily. Hands down. And this is a massive test for Geelong. They can go to mm. Queensland at the Gabba and knock off Brisbane. Like, I mean, not that no one thinks they're the real deal already, but that'll just yeah. dement them. That'll solidify them as probably the flag favourites, I think. Yeah, like that. I, I already am putting, I'm, I'm thinking Geelong's better than Melbourne at this stage, and yep. that's ambitious considering where Melbourne's sitting at the moment. But they can knock Brisbane off at the Gabba. Yeah, and then I'm all for um, more for the Cats. Yeah. I think Brisbane, though, will, will get the job done just because it's at the Gabba and they're so so good there. Yeah, I think so as well. And that home ground advantage, people don't realise that the Gabba is actually quite a bit of a fortress. So mm. it, it, they do have that advantage. And I'm going to give it to Brisbane for that reason, but yep. I think it's going to be a ripper. Yeah, it be a great game. Uh, Friday night, we've got Richmond and St Kilda at the MCG. Oh, before we get into all the Victorian games, are we? is there confirmation that these games are staying in Victoria? Do we know? No, so I'm not sure if they're staying 100%. I think they will be. From I haven't heard yeah. anything. It is still not. early in the week, so we it don't It is still early in the week, but on 7 News just before we recorded, they were saying that the AFL is making a decision on capacity for these games, okay. which, so make, which makes me believe that they're going to be here. They're going to be here. Yeah, so right. I'm hoping they are because I've, I've been offered box seats for this one, so I really want to <laughs> I really want to be there for this. I don't want to miss out. Um, going to be a good game, hopefully, for us. We get a few big players back. I'm pretty excited, and we... You know, we beat St Kilda by 86 points last time, so I expect yeah. nothing less this time around. Yeah, the G. I, I think it'll be ex- the exact same. Um, yeah, Saints are, Saints are like Carlton. They're pathetic at the moment, so <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't give them any reason to to win this. Um, and you obviously, you guys on the on the rebound as well. Yeah, well, after we that loss. we really need to bounce back, and yeah. we can't we d- we don't have any room for fault going forward now. If we yeah. want to, you know really make an impact come finals time. So we've got to we've got to make sure we win every game and if we can get percentage and teams like this are the ones we're going to get it against. So, yep. yeah, I expect us to come back big with some of the names we've got coming back into the side with Lynch, Prestia, Asprey and a couple others. Yeah, I think we're going to get the job done quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, Saturday afternoon, we've got North Melbourne and Gold Coast, as we said before. Uh, it's down in Tassie. Again, I'm, yeah, that's I'm stoked about this. Third this game in a row good at on Bloodstone them. Arena. Good yeah. on them. I'm, I'm glad that Tassie's finally getting some footy. And uh, I'm glad that Gold Coast is travelling down there as well. I hope I hope North beat them. Yeah, 
I like. I think they will. I like Gold Coast, but I just reckon their chairman's a bit of a knob. So I'd love yeah. to see them get done now, just yeah. for his comments during the week. Oh, I think North. I think North have been good the last couple of weeks, They've especially especially in Tassie. So I think they're going to win. I think they'll beat Gold Coast, and that'll just put more heat on them. Well, they were, North were within a kick of Brisbane during the week, weren't they? Yeah, they did all right, and then Brisbane just sort of kicked away a little that's bit. That's what the experience yeah. teams are going to do. Brisbane are up top of the ladder and North are bottom, so you expect yeah. that. But yeah, I reckon North are a genuine chance, and they're actually favourites if you look yeah, at the sports they are. odds here. So. Probably the first time this year. Oh, that's <laughs> a bit the first time they're favourites. So, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to go uh, North. Um, go Moth Melbourne. Yeah, me too. Um, later that day, we've got Collingwood and Frio at Marvel. Interesting. Yeah, it's a tough game to tip this one. I wonder Very if Collingwood tough. supporters are going to complain about the Trek to Marvel like yeah. Richmond did. Yeah, they probably will. I, I I don't understand why interstate teams come to Melbourne and play. I don't know, I don't know why they play them at Marvel. Is it because the AFL owns Marvel Stadium, or is that do they own it, or they? Just, just I think it's just be, they're playing free. It's like a low drawing team. Yeah, but why? T- I don't know. I, I, why should, take the home gra- should, home ground advantage away from the home side? Yeah, that's true. Like I know there's still the travel factor, mm. but the home ground advantage gets taken away there. I think that's there'd a bit be contracts um, in place with teams on how many games they play at each ground. Yeah, there would so be. So that ha- sure. that have to play a certain amount of games at Marvel. Yeah, no, there would be. There yeah. would be. So I, I don't I don't like it personally. Um, I still travel there, so I'm not one of those Richmond supporters. But I don't like it. But um, makes it hard to tip because if it was at the G, you'd almost say Collingwood. Yeah. Which Collingwood's going to come out? The Collingwood from Queen's birthday or Collingwood have seen the rest of the yeah. year? Yeah. Well, well, then you could say the same about Frio. Frio don't know how to travel. Well, I was about to say, yeah. Frio away from home, I almost would never tip them. Yeah. So I'm going Collingwood for that reason. Yeah. Frio can't travel. Yeah. Um, and Collingwood are coming off good form. So yeah. I'm going to, you know, give them give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll continue that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, Saturday night, we've got Essendon and Melbourne at the MCG. Um, this is going to be a great game. Well, now that's, I've just realised actually the Collingwood Freo game was twilight and this is at night. So that's probably why they can't play at the G. Yeah, that makes sense. That make, You'd rather have Essendon and Melbourne at the G. Two Melbourne teams at the G. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I take everything I said back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is going to be another one. Like you said, Mel- uh, Melbourne, you'd expect to get the easy win here with the form they've had. But if Essendon can put on a good show, then geez, the hype around them is going to be next, yeah, geez, next imagine, level. Imagine they beat Melbourne. Oh, don't, don't say that. Imagine they get within like 50 points. <laughs> Hop will be unreal. Well, they got within 40 of Richmond, so if they can get within 50 of Melbourne, even better. <laughs> Imagine if Nick Cox gets a kick. Wow. <laughs> Social media's going to light up. Right, Nick Iron. Better than Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Iron is, is playing good football. Um, just leave it at that. You don't need to bring Adam Sarge into it. Um, oh, what were we saying? <laughs> Mel- Melbourne yeah, for me. I think Melbourne will win this one. Um, Port Adelaide and Sydney. Also on Saturday night uh, at Adelaide Oval. I think Port back at home. Yeah, I was going to say, going to be a good game. Swans have been great all year, but you, I just I can't tip against Port Adelaide when they're playing yeah. in Adelaide. I just, it doesn't matter who they're playing, I'll always tip them. So yeah, Adelaide, Port Adelaide for me. Yep. Uh, Sunday afternoon, we've got GWS and Hawthorne at Giant Stadium. Yeah, I think GWS here yeah, quite comfortably. You'd expect them to continue their good form and yep. get the win. They're still pushing for a top eight spot too. Yeah, they they're are. just sitting outside. Yeah, they're not far they're, out. They're two points behind Richmond, I think. Yep. So, yeah, they'll, they'll want to win this. Yeah. Uh, also on that day, we've got West Coast and the Western Bulldogs. That's Optus Stadium. This is going to be good. Great game as well. Huge. Yeah, this huge. is just as good as Brisbane-Geelong, this one. Absolutely. I'm going to go the Doggies. Ooh. Yeah. From what I, what I the way I saw them play at GMHBA on Friday night, I think it was, they were phenomenal. Um, and West Coast, I'm still not completely convinced on. I know they rolled ass, 
that the dogs are in better form than what we are at the moment, and I just reckon they can go over there and get the job done. Controversial because it's at Optus, but yeah, I'm going to go the dogs. Yeah, um, I'm going to go West Coast just because it's over there, um, and they're starting to get all their players back now as well. I think Luke Shue is not far off or could be in this week. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think West Coast for me. And then the last game of the round, lucky last, we've got Carlton and Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. Saving the best for last. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The game we don't care about. Are you going? No. No. I'll see you there. I won't be coming. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, Carlton man. have to win this. Well, I, but I've got no reason to tip them, you know. Adelaide have been good. No, Adelaide have been very good. If this no. was if this was at Adelaide Oval, I'd almost... I'd be tipping You'd Adelaide. You'd definitely I be think. tipping Adelaide at yeah. Adelaide Oval. I think I'd be tipping Adelaide. I'm giving I'm giving it to Carlton because I think they have to win. Um, sure, we've been we've been having know, to win for weeks we, now. I know we keep saying this, but surely the at what point does the backlash have to hit the players? And I think we've got to do something. Mm. You know, back at home in front of hopefully in front of some fans. I don't know. I'd, <laughs> no one will go, mate. Yeah, no, I know. Carlton I, I, fans would, are fed up. It wouldn't surprise me if no one rolls mm. up. But the, I'm going to give it to them. Um, because sports better got him as favourites. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going Adelaide. I'm going Adelaide. I just can't. I can't, can't. I don't be have disappointed. it. I just don't have a reason. Like, there's no evidence um, of them playing. Like, I just I don't have a reason to tip them. They might play you know? Mitch McGovern against his old side. <laughs> Please, <laughs> make me throw up. Um, all right, that is it. <laughs> That's round fifteen. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That is round 15. Um, geez, we're flying through the rounds, flying through the rounds. It's um, getting close to the pointy end um, as Dusty's just gone flying off the roadcaster. Take, taking a fall. Um, we'll, uh, we'll thank our sponsors before we finish up. We will. So we've got Million Mart as per usual. And Retro Jet Prince, go ends. Woo! And uh, make sure you leave us a review. Subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keep the reviews coming as well. Um, yeah, we can't thank you guys enough for sending them in. And uh, enjoy round 15. We'll chat next week. Peace.